Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan podcast, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. This podcast is produced by the Medical School's Office of Communications. For our longtime listeners, we are excited to share that the Voices of UMass Med podcast is now the Voices of UMass Chan, a reflection of the medical school's name change in September 2021, following a transformational $175 million philanthropic gift from the Morningside Foundation to the medical school. You can read more about it at umassmed.edu slash umasschan. Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan podcast. I'm Jennifer Berryman. In today's episode, we're talking about the UMass Chan Medical School's dual degree MBA program. It was developed with UMass Lowell to allow students from the TH Chan School of Medicine, the Tan Ching Fen Graduate School of Nursing, and the Morningside Graduate School of Biomedical Sciences to have the opportunity to complete their Master of Business Administration while they're attending UMass Chan. So we're going to get started here with an overview of the program. And for that, we're going to speak with Dr. Ann Larkin. She's UMass Chan's Vice Provost for Educational Affairs. Welcome. Thanks for making time. And thank you for having me, Jen. So just talk a little bit about what prompted the medical school to partner with UMass Lowell to offer this dual degree MBA. That's a great question. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I really feel like... Uh, biomedical sciences and business are really inextricably linked. And they have been for many years now, but it's something that we really didn't pay close close attention to for a long, long time. And what we found is that uh, students were beginning to come with questions, with ideas, with um, you know other pursuits, pursuits that they wanted to, to follow. And so the opportunity with the Manning uh, School of Business at UMass Lowell presented itself and Dean Richtemeyer at UMass Lowell was a great partner. That started, that those discussions started in 2018 and then we were able to pull the trigger and start this program in 2019. And how is the, what, how would you characterize the interest among our students from the three schools? So we've had a lot of interest from our School of Medicine students. And I think that that's because it is more visibly evident to our medical students how uh, an MBA is going to integrate into their clinical practices as they move forward. We have had interest, some interest from the other schools, but honestly, I think that's an area of opportunity for us. We have one GSBS student currently enrolled, no GSN students, and this is an area that we're going to be concentrating on very strongly in the next few years. Yeah, it's interesting to me that you say, uh, you know, business is, of course, inextricably linked to whether it's the practice of nursing or healthcare or biomedical research or, you know, you name it. Um, and so how are you, see, what, are, what are students telling you? What are you seeing in terms of how they want to take those MBA related skills and apply them to their careers in medicine, science and nursing? Oh, so many different ways. Uh, we have students that ultimately, I think, are going to become hospital administrators, for example. We have students that are concentrating their efforts on climate change and how to integrate, uh, integrate a business degree into ensuring that climate change is, uh, is fully, um, I would say, 
integrated into medical practice. Being considered in healthcare, yeah. Exactly, exactly, which we know that it's so important. For GSBS students, it's very easy for me, even though I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a PhD, very easy for me to see how this is really critical. If we have students going into pharma, into other private enterprises, how great is having an MBA as a tool of the trade that they can then use to enhance their, uh, their capabilities going forward? And the same with nursing. Again, two great opportunities with these other schools that I think we really probably haven't completely fully leveraged to the extent that we could. So imagination is the only limitation. That's right, that's right. Today, we'd like to welcome three TH Chan School of Medicine students who are in the MD-MBA program to share their experiences. I'd like to introduce Emily Herringshaw, Chris DiTulio, and Lauren Scarpetti. Welcome to all of you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. All right, Emily, let's start with you. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and why the MBA program, the dual degree program with an MD was something that sparked your interest? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks again for having us today. Happy to share. So my name is Emily Herringshaw and I'm a third year student in the School of Medicine, dual enrolled in the School of Business through UMass Lowell. And I'm really interested in the intersection of business and healthcare, um, starting back to my days before medical school. Prior to medical school, I actually served as a medical assistant and became a lead clinical assistant for a dermatology practice out in Wellesley. And as I started to grow there in my clinical responsibilities, I started to acquire some leadership, administrative, and business roles that really kind of enlightened me to, you know, how important um, successful integration of those two entities are to deliver care. So I got to get involved in some really cool things such as staff onboarding, um, ordering medical supplies, managing a cosmetic portfolio and working with quality assurance initiatives. And I realized kind of how exciting and dynamic this space can be and how valuable it would be to me and my colleagues as a future physician. So that's kind of what kickstarted all the interest. And um, I am really excited by the opportunities that have evolved to continue developing in that role. All right, and Chris, how about you? Same question. I, your path has been a little bit maybe less traditional. Um, your interest in the MBA program came after you had already started the MD program. Yep, that's right. So I am uh, currently a fourth year student uh, applying in emergency medicine this year. Um, so yeah, I came into school as a traditional MD student and I was fortunate to start doing some uh, research work in the emergency department um, with Dr. Chad Darling. Now we're developing some protocols for uh, modifying um, atrial fibrillation care in the department. And kind of going through that process and understanding how clinical ops is so important to like our day-to-day -day practice as physicians, um, it made me kind of see maybe a future in administration um, as, a, as a possibility. Um, and fortunately enough, the MBA program, I believe, started in my second year. Um, and I had a really close uh, friend in the, in the year above me who was going through it. And I just bounced questions off him and he sounded really excited about it. So fortunately, I applied and was able to get in. And I ended up taking a gap year conveniently during the beginning of the pandemic <laughs> uh, to complete you know, my degree. And I'm now back as a fourth year. Um, so yeah, my, my hope is to use the degree uh, personally as a potential administrator in the future. And uh, my actually my wife is also a fourth year student also looking to do dermatology and uh, with aspirations to sort of private practice, I think a lot of those skills are applicable to maybe helping her run her own practice someday. Uh -huh. And Lauren, how about you? What was your path to this dual degree? Um, so my path was very similar to Emily's. I was interested in sort of finance and business and economics um, far beyond or before medical school. Um, I had taken AP macro in uh, high school and I knew that 
going into college, I either wanted to be a bio major or an econ major. Um, and then throughout my time in college, I ended up being a bio major, but um, was still very involved in economics work and uh, finance classes there for my minor. Um, also during undergrad, I worked at um, a uh, cancer genetics um, program at MGH, where I served as sort of a liaison for insurance companies to try to secure um, insurance coverage for patients to receive genetic testing. So um, it was interesting to be able to utilize kind of my business knowledge and my biology knowledge um, in trying to work to advocate for patients in that role. Um, and therefore I was hoping to continue doing that moving forward. Um, and so I decided to start the MBA program. I started it before matriculation to medical school. And in the future, I really hope to use it um, to work in terms of service delivery uh, in clinics, somewhat similar to what Chris was talking about, um, but also possibly in private practice in the future. It's really interesting to me. I mean, it's, it's no, no surprise to anybody. It's obvious that healthcare is like a huge business, right? It's almost one in five, one of, of every $5 spent in the United States is spent on healthcare. And so from that perspective, I think an MDA sort of makes sense to a lot of people, but you're all talking about applying it in slightly different ways. I mean, Emily, your perspective, seeing like onboarding and ordering supplies and, and onboarding staff and, um, I guess, how are you, how are you all hoping that you can sort of integrate it and, and I guess maybe having a knack for that business side of medicine is one thing, but why a degree in it? Why do you feel so strongly that a degree will be valuable to you moving forward? Yeah, I would love to speak to that. I think that um, the great thing about this degree is kind of the versatility and growth opportunity that it offers through that foundation that it provides in business acumen across the field. So we take things such as corporate finance, we take operations, we take uh, global enterprise. So there's a wide variety of skills that you build, and that's what lends itself to how your career path will eventually evolve. Um, and that's why I don't want to pin down exactly how I'm going to apply mine yet, but I think that that's part of the beauty of having that language and that vernacular that you can utilize to shape change moving forward. Um, and kind of apply or develop in any growth or direction that you hope to with this degree. And I think that um, something that's really great about kind of starting the degree now is that we can start to get involved in projects that capture these interests and really allow us to explore, see what things resonate with us, see what opportunities might become available, and kind of faculty and mentors that we can connect with who have either decided to maybe get their MBA earlier in their career, like we all are doing, or later in their career, and how that's changed their range of responsibilities. Mm, okay, interesting. Do Lauren and Chris, do you want to speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with Emily. I've gotten, when I was making this decision, I got a lot of um, feedback about sort of the timing of the degree. Doing it earlier for me worked a lot better um, in you know, my personal professional life, but it's certainly okay to, to wait to do it later. Um, but for me, I think it's important to, as we're learning, um, you know, how to take care of a patient, you know, you order a CAT scan, you do this blood test. I think for me, it was, it's just adding the understanding of the impact to the system itself and actually the cost, the cost um, considerations for those choices, because in a test question, you can click CT scan, you can click the blood test, but really kind of having that real world understanding of how much time that goes into it, the impact to the budget for the place that you're working, the, the literal time spent 
um, you know, uh, executing that operation, I think it's just really important for me to wrap around, um, you know, why making a decision for a patient and for a hospital system is important. The flexibility of the degree, I think, is something that really stands out. So explain a little bit for those who might be interested in this. How are you, you know, there's still only 24 hours in a day, as best I can tell, and four years to get a medical degree for most people. Now, Chris, you said you were able to take a gap year and it was perfectly timed during the pandemic to do this coursework. How is it uh, scheduled into the course of an MD degree? And talk a little bit more about some of the courses and the work and the projects that you all, all are doing. I can start off on this one. Um, so as I said previously, I had started in the summer before matriculation, and that's when I really was able to um, get those foundational courses done with. So that was a huge chunk of the program. Um, and it was nice because I wasn't working during that time because uh, I had left my job, my gap year job around the spring. So it was great because it was um, a perfect opportunity to be able to focus on school and I guess kind of also get more into the groove of taking classes again after having worked for a year before starting medical school again. Um, but I, um, I definitely, I will not be taking a gap year if I can prevent it. Um, I, I would like to be able to just complete the program in four years. So with that said, um, I was a little nervous about starting to take classes at the same time as obviously the medical school curriculum is going on, particularly because, um, I mean, when I was going in as a first year, I had no clue what to expect. Uh, so I was certainly hesitant, but ended up taking a couple of classes. Um, I think it was three during the spring of my first year, uh, which was fortunately a lot more manageable than I thought it would be. Um, it certainly required a lot of, um, I guess, discipline and time management. But um, at the end of the day, I'm very happy that I did it at the time. And it was also nice to, um, I guess, take a break from the hard science classes that I was taking um, and be able to work on business courses at the same time, which is something obviously that I'm interested in, but it's just, I guess, using sort of a different part of my brain or using using my analytical skills in a different way. Um, so, so far I, I have been very happy with um, the way that it's been going um, in terms of time management and everything, uh, but it can certainly, it can be a lot at times. And there are times when I guess there's social things going on or I could be studying more for my medical school exam or something if I didn't have these classes uh, happening concurrently. But uh, I would certainly say uh, it is, definitely doable. I think for me, it was making relationships with people who I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to. I think medical school, and unfortunately, in some ways, is kind of a bubble. You are interacting with a lot of the same personalities and you know different types of skill sets. And I think getting a perspective on where these skills can be applied outside of the, of the medical sphere will definitely be helpful for those who might be considering a non-clinical uh, career. Um, and I think if you are you know, pursuing that for that reason, um, there's plenty of opportunities to make connections for um, a career like that after medical school is over. Like Lauren mentioned, there, you are able to concentrate classes prior to matriculation if that is how you decide to enroll. I'm sure Chris's opportunity was much different than ours, and he really went after it, I'm sure. So um, that's another way to do it. But again, speaking to the variety of the degree, uh, just as a brief overlay, there's 
basically you're going to have your core classes, you'll have your advanced core classes, and then your electives, and you'll sequentially move through those courses. I do agree with Lauren that the simultaneous overlap of courses can be challenging, but realistically, a lot of people who enter medical school um, have simultaneous interests that they'll be pursuing outside the classroom. And this just happened to be the one that we are dedicating ourselves to at this time, right? So I'm sure we all would love to do everything, even though that's impossible. So this just happens to be one of those things that we're committing ourselves to and going to throw ourselves right into it. And um, I think that honestly, if you can pick up accessory projects, it's awesome. I'm right now doing a project looking at teaching dermatology residents about um, a, basically a business curriculum. So I have a five lecture series going on for the UMass Derm Department. I'm looking at national healthcare expenditure. I'm looking at coding, billing, reimbursement, quality assurance, um, just different practice settings. So I think it's been a really cool experience for me to look into these things and be able to kind of teach people um, in areas that I'm really simultaneously interested about. And I don't know, I'd love to take on a different project when that one uh, completes itself. So I think that's another great way to do it. But I mean, medical school, no matter what you do, is going to be a fire hose. So I think it's just kind of, you know, picking your battles wisely. You're listening to the Voices of UMass Chan podcast featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. Can each of you tell me a little bit about one thing that you have enjoyed the most about integrating an MD with uh, an MBA? My commentary was just that I think picking a favorite thing is always a challenging one, as we all know. Um, But I really kind of enjoy the expansiveness that it provides in terms of thinking about things as Chris was talking about from a different perspective and really underscoring that value-based care um, for what it means to the patient, to the system, to everybody involved. And of course, there's more than we can even imagine that will be kind of incurred in, in the complexity of what that means. But I think it's really kind of, in a, in a way, almost given me another humanistic dimension to my medical care, because you're right, it's not checking CT on a test or just ordering something. It's like, how does it affect this person? How does this affect the system? What are their barriers? What are their challenges? What are their values? How are we actually going to work this out? Because clinical applications need to be practical. Um, Money isn't endless. And I think that this kind of helps me remember that uh, each time I need to uh, the best way that I can with care delivery being the the clear priority in the scheme, but also having that consideration for the fact that people and medical problems are multifaceted. And I would say that, um, honestly, I think that my favorite part about this whole program is yet to come. Um, I'm really looking forward to the electives that they offer um, in connecting healthcare with economics um, and healthcare with ethics and law. I think that um, those will be the classes that I will be able to, I guess, apply the most for, or um, apply the most to. And so I think those will be the most engaging for me, but thus far in terms of what I've been learning um, with the core program that I've been able to complete and then the advanced core that I'm currently working on, it's been very interesting for me to be able to apply it to um, the research work that I've been doing on the side. I, in my gap year job, and then working for DM currently, I'm working on clinical trials um, for breast cancer. And that has been so eye-opening in terms of how much money goes into just clinical trials. Because I mean, if a patient comes into clinic and you're already running a lot of lab tests, you're running a lot of imaging, but for clinical trials, you're doing 
things tenfold. Um, and so many more tests are being run and just the amount of money that goes into that. But then also the fact that for a lot of clinical trials, they will try to build a standard of care as much as possible, because obviously the drug companies aren't just um, totally flush with money when they have tons of different things going on. But in general, um, if insurance can pay for it, why would they not try to have them? Uh, but in that sense, a lot of the times the insurance companies will pick up on that and patients are then responsible for having to pay for those different procedures um, or tests. And so it's just been really interesting for me to be able to think about um, that not just from a clinical perspective of obviously ensuring safety for those patients that are undergoing these drugs that are not yet on market, but the financial implications that that involves as well. Lauren, I want to ask you, how have you been working to create a sense of community among the students who are pursuing this dual degree? Sure. So Emily has been, I would say, instrumental in terms of uh, building the community uh, it has at times been a little difficult to connect with other medical students involved in the program. Um, in terms of actual individual classes, there are a lot of discussion board posts involved. So it's very cool because you can be a part of a community that's beyond the medical school. As Chris was saying, you're not, I guess, contained in the UMass Chan bubble. Um, I'm connecting with kids at UMass Lowell who are full-time students at UMass Lowell, who are part-time students at UMass Lowell, who are working in all different um, spheres. So it's been, it's been really nice in terms of the professors um, trying to engage in that sense of community as much as possible, particularly with, um, as I was saying, discussion board posts, but then also group projects um, and just other various assignments. Um, but back to, I guess, just fostering the UMass Chan community, Emily can probably speak better to this than I can, um, but I guess it's just, it's been mostly reaching out to other people through um, hearsay, but then also through trying to get sort of lists of those who are interested, um, prospective students, stuff like that. And I just want to echo uh, Lauren's positive comments. I think Emily's enthusiasm has allowed these sort of projects and mentors and all to be lined up as quickly as they have. And I think any students that are um, excited about this opportunity can continue the work that the awesome work that she's done. And I think there's certainly a lot of opportunity to grow and continue to make different um, connections. Well, so how, how, do you, how are you all integrating the faculty from here at UMass Chan from the medical nursing and graduate schools to support you along this path? Yeah, so that's actually one of our ongoing developments. Um, as mentioned, the program is very young, so there's a lot of opportunity for growth. And you can see even amongst us, there's a collective of students at different points in their MBA coursework, in their medical coursework. So we really are a conglomerate. And I think that it does create um, kind of a really unique, diverse crowd, but also requires that we do take that initiative to connect with each other, just due to a numbers perspective. So we have some ongoing works that are going to be driving exactly towards that initiative. And those include, we've actually assembled an advisor network of, of doctors in the UMass system who hold an MD MBA and are excited to mentor us, serve as you know resources, give us research opportunities and just kind of serve as mentors as we navigate this process. And that NIDUS right now is upwards of about 17 actually faculty members currently listed at UMass. So that's a really exciting opportunity that hopefully we're looking to evolve into something that will take shape such as a, a case analysis night or just kind of a meet and greet or formal, informal setting, we can mix it up, hybridize it, Zoom in person, depending on restrictions, of course. But I think that that's something that we're really gearing up for. 
Um, we are going to try and start some discussions on, you know, what research projects are there? Because as we have mentioned, the degree is so diverse in itself. You could be involved in the operational aspects. You could be involved in the reimbursement. What are people doing with their degree? So I think that that's a really kind of interesting conversation to be held. Um, we've recently connected with leadership at UMass who are bringing to light just the existence of this degree and kind of the value that it holds, such as what we're doing right now, just to kind of promote that message and, and the opportunity itself. And um, we're, what are we now about two to three years into the program? So I think that there will be kind of exciting rapid transformation to come, especially as UMass starts to revolutionize their curriculum and really takes a look at, at how this kind of can really impact the educational experience here. Yeah, and speaking of connections, Although the numbers of alumni from this dual degree program might be small, there are at least a couple so far. The first was Arnav Chandra, who graduated with the dual degree in June of 2021. How are you involving him? Yeah, so the, the friend that I mentioned that turned me on to the program was Arnav. And, and like Emily was saying, very palpable. Every conversation I had about it was just kind of a thought in my mind. Um, just what he, the positive things he had to say about it uh, of me to make the decision to, to do it for myself. Um, and so, you know, we've been trying to connect with him. Unfortunately, I, I believe his residency is in California now. So it's kind of hard to kind of nail down a time as a first year resident, number one, and just being across the country. Uh, but he still continues to, you know, provide his input as, as he's able to. And I think that's really great to um, him being the first alumni to have that sort of energy for the program. And I hope it's something that continues as we all uh, progressively graduate through. So Chris, I know you'll be graduating in 2022. Best of luck to you as you finish out your fourth year of medical school. And to Emily and Lauren, best of luck as you navigate this dual degree uh, in the coming months and years. And thanks for, so much for making time to tell us about the dual degree MD MBA program here at UMass Chan. Thank you so much for Thank having us. Thank you so us. much for having us. Awesome. Thank you so much. If this dual degree program is of interest, you should know that applicants who have already been accepted to the TH Chan School of Medicine can learn more about and apply to the MBA program in partnership with UMass Lowell following their acceptance to UMass Chan. Current students who are interested in learning more should connect with the Office of Student Life. Thank you again for joining us today. If you'd like to suggest a topic for the podcast, email us at ummscommunications at umassmed.edu. Make sure to subscribe to Voices of UMass Chan wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on social media at UMass Chan. I'm Jennifer Barron. Follow UMass Chan Medical School on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Our handle is UMass Chan. On YouTube, find us at UMass Chan Medical School.